Hi there. Welcome to the Jewelry Navigator podcast, an on-the-go source of original and unique jewelry with stories of the designers who create it. My name is Brenna Pakes. I'm a graduate gemologist with a degree in geology. I've worked in the retail sector for over 15 years. After completing my graduate gemology diploma and working in the industry for a little while, I took an intermittent career break and worked for a major airline. That's why I combine the theme of aviation and the concept of navigating shoppers to choices of unique jewelry, as well as understanding gem selection and jewelry construction, as well as metal choices. I do a coordinating blog post for every podcast showing photos of the jewelry that we're talking about, as well as links to the jewelers and more information about them. So I hope you enjoy the episodes and feel free to subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator Passport, a way to stay up to date with the current episodes and upcoming features. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the episode. Jewelry designer William Travis Kokovich of William Travis Jewelry is my guest today on the podcast. He's earned over 20 industry awards for his designs using colored gemstones, unique design elements, and metal combinations. His jewelry is unique on its own and difficult to pin down with a description of style, but appeals to both men and women alike. From his studio in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Travis creates custom designs for clients looking to define their own style. He also operates outside the ordinary retail experience by offering in-studio, behind-the-scene tours every Saturday to visitors and curious customers. This podcast has been a work in progress between his schedule since last December, but I'm really excited to be sharing his unique story here on Jewelry Navigator. While we face life challenges, we all hope we can use them to better our lives, and Travis has done just that. Between a traumatic childhood brain injury that's impaired his ability to read and write and surviving breast cancer, Travis has learned to convert challenges into an innate gift to read people and interpret their ideas into jewelry. You can hear more about Travis on a podcast radio show from WUNC Radio, The State of Things. That's their story, It's Art That You Wear, Meet Jewelry Designer William Travis Kokovich by Dana Terry and hosted by Frank Stacio from November 5th, 2018. I'll be sure to include a link that goes directly to the show. It's fascinating and covers more about Travis's story outside of jewelry. I just want to say I am so thrilled and happy that you're here listening. I really appreciate you tuning in every week if you do, and if not, I hope you can catch up on the episodes, but I have over 4,600 downloads on Jewelry Navigator podcast. I really enjoy sharing jewelry stories, and just to let you know, the top five most downloaded episodes have been Blooming Jewelry with Bella Campbell, The Amazing Jewelry Talents of Mary Vanderay, Celebrating International Women's Day with a roundup of snippets from the designers, the women designers that I've featured on the podcast, Bridal Jewelry and Industry Trends with Sarah Machico, and Travel Safety Tips for Jewelry and Personal Belongings. I'd really love to know more about you and what you want to know or hear about jewelry on the podcast. 
What episodes have been your favorites? What would you like to hear more about? I really appreciate your ratings and reviews. And here are just a couple. I'm very flattered. It's so kind that they have tuned in and taken the time to write a review. And I invite anybody to do that. I would so appreciate it. But this is from Astert17, Unassuming and Graceful. Brenna has a wonderful way of presenting jewelry, imparting expertise, and embracing all styles. Purchasing a gift or treating yourself should always be fun. We should stroll away knowing what we purchased, why it's special, and armed with helpful information. We jewelry nerds can't wait to talk jewelry. This podcast embodies great information in an accessible, casual way. Great work, Brenna. Keep it coming. Thank you so much. That's so kind. I'd love your feedback. If you're too busy, or I know it's kind of complicated and confusing to leave reviews, and that's fine, but I've set up another way that you can give me some feedback through a survey that I've put together, and which I should have up and live, and you'll be able to find the link to that in my Instagram feed as well as on my website. Filling the, the feedback survey will entitle you to a simple cheat sheet tips for shopping for jewelry. So I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks again so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the other side. I want you to touch on a little bit about your your injury as a child and how you think that that contributes to your artistic talent today. Sure. Well, when I was four years old, I um, had a traumatic brain injury. Um, I fell out of the back of a truck going about 65 miles an hour down a highway. And um, it completely just crushed and crashed in my left frontal lobe. And uh, under CAT scan, uh, you can see that it's, it's pretty much black there. Uh, so, but because I was so young, somehow my brain rewired around it, but that changed my life. Um, it, I could no longer, there were many things that I can no longer do. I can just barely read. Sometimes I can, but most of the time I can't, I have to be read to almost everything. I just stare at those words for a very long time and I still don't know what they mean. <laughs> my, my, my brain won't put them together. Uh, uh, and I appreciate the all, but I don't feel sorry for myself anymore. It's hard for me to feel sorry for me. <laughs> I live this wonderful <laughs> life. So, um, but what came of that is when my brain rewired, um, it gave me almost a photographic memory. So the way I write, uh, there are some words that I, that I write, but I don't really write them. I draw words. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh, I can draw the word North. I can draw the word jewelry. I can draw, you know, I can, there are some that I've sort of visually memorized, uh, and many of them, but I can also sculpt just about anything with my hands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I say anything, I mean anything. If you give me a piece of clay, I can make a I'll make you a perfect horse out of it just right there and then or whatever you uh, the perfect example is the uh, is the unicorn that I did out of snow that got picked up by the 
press and just from a Facebook post and ended up on Jimmy Fallon, uh, on Jimmy Fallon's show mm-hmm. uh, during, during all the snow in November. So I, um, it, it gave me this ability. And when I got into jewelry, there was no such thing as CAD. CAD is new. And uh, we had to draw and hand carve everything. And so this gave me a leg up, this, uh, this injury. You know, I say that I was blessed with two injuries, uh, traumatic brain injury and breast cancer. And the blessing of those is on, on the artistic side, it gave me this ability to do things that other people cannot do. Uh, and then it also... The breast cancer at at 26 made me aware of how short life can be and to really live it. Uh, Everyone says live it to the fullest. It's such a cliche thing, but when you're 26 and someone says you're probably going to be dead in three months, you start changing the way you live and the way you think. And uh, when I did not die and when I did beat it, it uh, it it changed the way I thought of everything. I've I've never lived the same since then. That 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 was a that was the turning point in my life. Wow, Travis, that's that's remarkable. I knew you'd had breast cancer. I didn't know that you were diagnosed with a terminal case of it. Oh yeah, well they they uh, when they find it on men, uh, although they find it sooner. And mm-hmm. uh, and work with it. They um, they there's a reason why it happened, and we don't have all these glands and these things. So, you know, their their diagnosis was if it's here, it's probably in other places. It's probably elsewhere. And uh, today they may have not uh, diagnosed me so harshly, but uh, so harsh, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, you know, and. And at that particular time in history, they they just didn't they didn't have the technology they have today. Uh, my father just just got through with breast can- breast cancer, and his his treatments were completely different than mine. Everything was different. They've really they've really changed the technology for the better. Is that unusual for it to be in family for men? Since you just said well, your dad just got through the treatment. Yeah, this is part of the. Um, Part of the of what we found out, you know, what what's changed is, you know, now they do DNA, and uh, you know, we know we know exactly what we're what we're susceptible to and what we're not. And uh, breast cancer is a big one. My grandmother died of breast cancer. I had breast cancer. My father had breast cancer. Um, but heart disease, you know, we can we can eat anything. Uh, we have great cholesterol, so you know they. <laughs> They, they, they can. Technology has changed. Yes. Well, that's that's great. I want to talk about your art. I'm looking through your gallery, and your style is so unique. It's um, not really a futuristic look, but almost combining um, not gothic. I don't know. How would you describe? I'm. I'm. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell words. you what I. Well, good. I'm glad. I think I'm. I think I'm doing something new. Um, it's not mid-century modern. It's not gothic. It's not. Yeah. You know. It, you can't put a name. You can't put a name to it. And it's because one thing is I never studied art. I've never taken an art class in my life. 
therefore, I've never uh, been... So everyone else seems to be very influenced by whoever they studied and whatever they did. I had no influence like that, and that was a good thing. If you're, if you're, if you're truly an artist, if you really have that ability, um, it's best to not be influenced, uh, to learn your craft and not be influenced by anyone else. And that's why my work does not look like anyone else. That's why I have 17 Spectrum Awards. I mean, I believe that I'm the second most decorated designer in the country uh, with my spectrums, my De Beers dimes, all my stuff combined, I don't think anyone has, I think only only Mark Schneider has more than me uh, of everything. So it's, uh, I'm, I could be wrong about that, but I'm right up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I started out doing contemporary. I really loved contemporary. And uh, I started doing contemporary art, and then I, I started doing different techniques like engraving and different finishes and so I really uh, it evolved and it is an evolution by the way um, everyone wants they I have gotten this question a lot you know what how do you how do you, how'd you come up with this and they really want a sexy answer like I dreamt it up or I was inspired you know and of course there are things that inspire me um, I did a line that was inspired by the flying buttresses uh, Notre Dame, and uh, I did a line on that, and I won two Spectrum Awards with that line, and they have these kind of flying buttress feels to them, and then, the, and that was done in a contemporary style, and then later on, I started engraving on it and putting finishes on it and textures, and uh, so it's a combination of all of these things. You don't just come up with it overnight. You make something, and then you make it better, and then you make it better, and then you make it better. Um, the key to making it better is you have to make a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And the key to making a lot of them is you have to sell a lot of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to sell one and then make another and then sell one and make another. And if you can't sell your art, then you can't make another piece because how can you afford to? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, you really have to you really have to be able to, to do it all and be willing to, to sell uh, to sell your art. A lot of artists aren't willing to sell their art. And a lot of artists also will make the same piece repeatedly. And I never do that. I make a piece and then the next one is maybe thematic themed the same way rather, but is, well, I, I rarely if ever make the uh, exact same piece. Uh, I make it different, better because when I make the piece, I always think, you know, I should have done this. What if I'd have done that? Or what if I'd done this? And uh, that is the creative process. It really is. The, the, the great book, The Tipping Point, talks about a thousand hours. That's what it takes to really get good at something. And uh, in order to have a thousand hours, you know, in music, you can you can play a thousand hours free or at a dive. They talk about the Beatles doing that. But in jewelry, you can't. You're going to have to make it and sell it. And... Uh, that's the that's that's the catch with it. That's really cool. I love how you take one of your concepts and if someone likes something, they're going to know that even though it's going to look similar to the one that you previously created, it's going to be different somehow. That's right. How do people find you? Is it a lot of word of mouth? It is a lot of word of mouth, and I wish I had a better answer. And if you come up with a better one, would you please let me know? <laughs> I sure uh, will. Because it's, it's, we, um, 
we talked earlier, mentioned earlier the NPR interview, mm-hmm. uh, which brought in so many people from my local community who didn't even know I existed. Yeah, good. Now, the jewelry industry knows I exist. I've been around there forever. I mean, everybody knows me in the jewelry industry. I know you know that because you've gone to the show with me. Right. <laughs> People know who I am. Yeah. And, uh, and I, don't, uh, I don't understand how to reach certain people, how not to. I, I do think our industry is more difficult. Um, if you're in the restaurant industry, a new, new restaurant opens and people will just go mm-hmm. because it's something new. Um, not that many people, you know, you're not buying jewelry that often. Uh, you know, a good client is someone who buys a piece every year or every two years. Mm-hmm. Most people don't buy fine jewelry ever in their life or rarely in their life. Uh, maybe an engagement ring or a birthing present or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not on their radar. And the jewelry industry has got so commercialized during the 80s and 90s with the David Yermans and the Takoris and these things that people got uninterested in jewelry. They turned away. That's a big problem in our industry right now is uh, it's not that, that just the Internet has taken some business, and, but the reason all the brick and mortars are shutting down and, um, I mean, what I think we've lost 50% of our brick and mortars in the United States in the last five years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Four years, it's, something like that? Maybe even yeah. more. Yeah. And that's because they were just buying lines and selling lines, which meant they had the same stuff everybody else had, and it was on every poster. and everybody. So people stopped looking at it as art. That destroyed part of our business. Mm-hmm. And uh, because my business has never been better and has continued to grow, but we are making individual pieces, and we're making, you know, we're making art. Um, we, as they say, everything old is new again. I am a fifth-generation metalsmith and started doing this when I was very young. And no one, when I was doing this when I was young, was, was actually making jewelry in-house. They wanted a repair person or somebody who could set a stone. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't want someone who could carve a wax and, and cast and fabricate and do everything. And I still did that. And that's why I went out on my own, by the way, was because no one would allow me to do what I wanted to do. And um, so, but now that's all they want. We, we say our, our advertising pitches that we're the farm to table of the jewelry industry. And people get that. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was a time in the 90s when, you know, Applebee's and uh, Outback Steakhouse were popular and no one people you know those are those are box stores now they think of and they don't you know they everyone wants the farm to table everyone wants to see where their food comes from right. and uh, we were always that in the jewelry industry and now we're now we're hip again yeah yeah because you do make everything i guess in terms of in terms of um you know, baking and, and restaurant terms made to order, basically. Oh, absolutely. If you come in, you sit down, I sketch, uh, we talk about it, you walk through the entire shop, we show you our CAD process, we show you our hand carving process, we show you our fabricating, we show you our mills running. Um, every Saturday we do tours twice a day, and mm-hmm. uh, adults and children, 
uh, and we cast every Saturday for, for, you know, we put on a big show every Saturday. Um, you know, each, each tour is about an hour and a half and, uh, you really learn the process. And I have, I have yet in my, you know, 25 years of doing this, I have yet to come across anyone saying, Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen this before. No, they always say the exact opposite. I've never, I never knew this. I never knew this is how it's done. Well, what else can you share with me about your jewelry? I'm looking, I'm looking at your wedding bands, and one of my favorite things, pieces of jewelry, are rings because you can see them, and I feel like rings really make a statement. So, tell me some stories about your rings. I'm kind of scrolling through, and first of all, color captures my eye. You use such beautiful colored stones. So tell me about some of the designs of your rings. Rings are my specialty. Um, the first article ever uh, written on me in the jewelry industry was written in 1994. Mm-hmm. And uh, they called me Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh, <laughs> Lord. <cool. laughs> and this was long before that was popular. <laughs> uh, I love color. We, we don't love diamonds. Um, they're okay and they serve a purpose, but I'd say 99% of the jewelry made at William Travis is made with colored gemstones. Mm-hmm. We have one of the largest in-house collections, you know, in the, in the country. We have a huge selection. We love to make col- uh, colored pieces. Um, you might be on the website, uh, and what's better than that is our Facebook account because we can update it constantly. Okay. And, and right there, you Today I posted a ring that had a thistle, a shamrock, a dogwood flower, and mm-hmm. one other thing. And these were four plants that were that this uh, that this woman really wanted on her band. I mean, she really wanted uh, wanted these on there, and and we put them on, and they're partially cad and then hand carved on there. Scroll down a little further, and there's a very cool ring uh, that is the sun and moon and stars. And talk about a hard design. Uh, he's This guy's a NASA engineer, and uh, she's an, uh, an astrologer. And so the sky is their, is their domain. That's where they want to be. That's where they want to live. That's what means something to them. I did a lot of designs to get that in there the sun is yellow sapphire with yellow gold rays, and then the moon is platinum, and that's all set into oxidized silver with stars in the in the in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at the ring, the other ring that has all the the shamrock and the thistle and the dogwood. Um, you know, two completely different pieces, but yet. They both represent the same thing. They both represent the union of two people. And I love that. I love it that our engagement rings and wedding bands don't look alike. Yeah, uh, you know, they're not all a diamond with halo around it, um, although we sell that. But I designed jewelry so that you can, for you to assign, a, a, to assign something to that piece, I want you to say this is why it's meaningful to to me you know i think of it as a tattoo that you can take off occasionally <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know you, you're, you're i want them to be like that i want them to be something that just has deep deep meaning for you 
I'm scrolling through your Facebook page right now, and I'm watching the video of the sun and the moon and the stars ring. That's mm-hmm. beautiful, Travis. What a Thank wonderful you. com! I love how you combined all the concepts together. And remember, that's a size five. So oh, you know, we gosh. have. You know, I'm painting on a small canvas here. Right. Uh, you know, limited real estate. So when they came to me, they have no idea what they want. They have this this thing in their mind that they want to represent these things, but they leave it up to me on how to do that. And uh, you can't let them down, or I feel like I can't let them down. I really wanted to give them, you know, what they wanted, and I think I did. I I know I did. She cried when she picked up the ring. Um, But, you know, that that took a long time to get that concept down, Uh, although to look at it in that video, you would say, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's simple. It's one thing for that, that's the finished product, but when you're sitting there with someone and they are, and all they can say, and the only way they can help you is by saying, and you have someone who's very spiritual, she's an astrologer, Mm -hmm. and he's very scientific-minded, neither of them have any of this artistic ability, and they're just expressing themselves to me, and that brain injury that we talked about earlier gave me this sixth sense to read people well because I can't read and I can't write. I have to learn. I had to learn how to look at you and listen, really listen, hear and listen Mm -hmm. and, uh, and understand what you want. And that is, uh, that is the gift that, that was, uh, that was given to me. Hmm. And I want to do it. I like people. I, I do. I, I think people, most people are good. Most people are generous. Most people are kind. I know there's some bad apples out there, but I just, I think most people are good. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I was going to swing back around and ask you how your, um, how your abilities have helped you with that design, but you just answered that question beautifully. It's almost like you can see with your, what you're doing with your hands with a different vision it communicates with your your mind's eye to you know understand what people want from the design that they're asking you for. Yeah, um, when when I started, I'm just going to use that sun and moon design for an example. Um, when I started that, I, I just couldn't get it. I did I did a, a split shank ring where one side comes up on one and the other on the other, and they don't touch. And, uh, and I just did so many things, but I just couldn't get it. And I couldn't get it for two weeks. I just sat there on my bench and that's what I'll do. I'll put their job on my bench and a stone and sort of like, you know, what I've started with and I'll just have it sit there while I'm working. And then it just, it truly comes on like a light bulb. That's whoever thought of that analogy way back when really nailed it um, because it is like a, it is like someone just pulled the string and the light bulb went on and the room lit up and I knew immediately I and I grabbed the piece of paper and I drew it immediately because you got it that's one thing you got to do is get it on paper quick because sometimes mm-hmm. you can lose it yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever lose a thought in conversation yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well you can't do that with jewelry that happens with jewelry but if you can't let that happen because it may not come back yeah. or it may not come back in a timely manner <laughs> right. so I immediately sketched it and then uh, and then took that and immediately went and re-sketched it and really started working on it while my brain was hitting on that. 
And uh, I ask my clients to let me do that, and they trust me. Uh, a lot of times they're kind of like, ooh, I don't know, and, uh, you know, they get kind of like that. And, and I just, you know, you kind of got to reach across the table and put your hand on their hand and look them in the eyes and just say, trust me, I, I, this is the way you're going to get the best out of me. This is mm-hmm. how you're going to get the best William Travis design because uh, mm-hmm. I just can't force it. And not to mention, this is the only way you're going to get one out of me because I can't force it. Unfortunately, right. I can't make myself do it. I mean, and I've had people want me to do that before, and it's really hard to, you know, they they think it's, you know, like hanging a picture or installing a sink or you know, whatever, you can just do it, but you can't just do it. I can't, I cannot turn creativity on and off. And sometimes it is off mm-hmm. and sometimes it's on. Yeah. Luckily for me, most of the time it's on. Um, and I think that that, the, the circle that, that keeps my cre- creativity on, what keeps it going is my love of people and my love of my industry and my love of art and what I do, you know, that inspires me and keeps it, you know, that's, that's the circle that keeps going. I just, I, I always want to meet new people. I'm, I'm always interested in, in something new. I'm just, I'm just interested in, uh, in moving forward and I'm always asking questions. I, uh, I listen to three or four books a month on audible. I can't read them, but I listen to mm-hmm. three or four a month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I have a voracious appetite for all things. I'm just naturally curious. Well, that's the main ingredient for being a wonderful artist. It really is. Don't you agree? I think so. Tell us how people can find you. Do you do, do you do a lot of, um, online design for people, um, remote kind of designs? Or are you mostly in the we North FaceTime. Carolina area? Yeah, okay. We FaceTime a good bit. That has really worked out well. I was afraid to do that. It started about two years ago, and that's working out well. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will contact and uh, you know through email, and then I'll speak to them over FaceTime, and then you know do some designs, and then FaceTime them that and. Uh, you know, with technology today, you can really do a lot. Uh, it does. It does take a little longer, and it does make the process more difficult. And uh, the client is. It takes more patience on both for both parties, myself mm-hmm. and the client. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the client really has to be prepared for that. One of the when I do those, I, I really start out telling them. This is going to take more time than normal. Normally, this process is four to six weeks, and uh, this is probably going to take a little longer because we are doing it this way. It's, and it's a really exciting time because I think people are more aware that there, is, there are artists and jewelers and designers who are willing to make something really unique for them, and that's, we're in a really exciting time because of that. The industry is going to have to accept that it's it's a it's shrinking. Some people uh, value experiences over things now, and uh, there's a lot of change going on in the world that affects us. I make heirlooms, and as long as you're making heirlooms and heirloom quality jewelry, 
heirloom quality art. There'll always be a place for you. And then as long as you want to work hard at it, um, I, I think our industry could use more recruiting. Uh, you know, metalsmiths are hard to find. They're, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's hard to find certain people in the industry. We really need someone, an organization that is committed to uh, recruiting, to going around to high schools. I speak at high schools, mm-hmm. and they – these juniors and seniors didn't even know this was available as a as a career path, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they're not going to do what they don't know exists. Right. And uh, we we I think we could do a better job as an industry of getting that out there. I um, agree with you. I see that as a big boy. It's mm-hmm. hard to get the parents on board too because it's not a four year degree, and they all parents want their kids to do is go to college, go to college. Mm -hmm. uh, You ask kids what they're going to do, they're going to go to college. They don't Mm -hmm. even know what for. And uh, it's just college is not for everyone. Uh, I have a four-year degree that I was just a waste of money and time. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never used it. I do this for a living, and I've done uh, well with it. But, uh, you know, we we need to get parents on board. We need to get everybody on board. And for that matter, it's not just the jewelry industry. It's all the crafts. You know, craftsmanship is being lost all over, uh, all over the country. Yes, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. You're craftsmanship right. is being lost to technology, and it doesn't have to be an either or. It can, you know, it can be both. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to ask a few questions, just a little, a little lightning round of of some jewelry and gem questions. So you, mm-hmm. you ready? Just real quick. Ready. All right. What's your favorite gemstone? Sapphires, corundum, yellow, mm-hmm. green, pink, purple. Yes, some blue, but I like the lighter blues. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. What's your favorite type of jewelry to design? Type of jewelry, meaning uh, uh, meaning engagement rings versus pendants versus... Yeah, uh, I would say uh, right hand colored stone rings. The the right hand ring, the left the the left hand ring is the engagement ring. The right hand is free to express yourself, you and go. you see it every day. So your right hand ring can be can be your your tattoo that you can remove. It can be your warrior ring. It can be whatever you want it to be. You mm-hmm. you put it on every morning, and it gives you superpowers. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being William Travis and your business? Hmm. I think the unexpected. I love it that people do not expect what we are and who we are and who I am uh, because there's no one like us out there and uh i love to see people come in and just be like wow this is not what i expected at all that's mm-hmm. i love that that's great where is your location chapel hill north carolina okay raleigh durham chapel hill the research triangle park right um i'm gonna have to come down and visit you sometime maybe oh, on a do. saturday that you have your your tour 
That would be Please fun. Please do. I will. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy we got to do this, Travis. It's, Thank um, you. It's a real treat. I love getting to meet you in person. For those of you who don't know, I got to meet Travis in Tucson in February and um, palled around with him for a little while and watched him choose some gemstones for his uh, some of his jewelry. In fact, as I was strolling through your Facebook feed, I think I saw the bracelet that you bought a ruby for. Oh, yep. You sure did. Right? You sure okay. did. Yep, that was the one. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. That turned out beautiful. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and thank you very much. That was for a... Uh, uh, 30-year wedding anniversary, and um, I loved making that piece. That's a contemporary design with ancient texture is what I would say. That's a perfect description for it. Yeah. that's. Is it all right if I post some of these pictures on Oh, please. Uh, please do. Okay, please great. Do. It was okay. good to talk with you. Have a good great weekend. Good to talk weekend. with you also. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Wasn't that so amazing? Just the jewelry that he described that he made, like the moon and stars, the sun, moon, and stars ring, which I will post in a blog post, as well as the band that he described with the four different uh, plants and flowers. His jewelry and style is one of a kind. And if you happen to be in the North Carolina area, he's in Chapel Hill and stop by and see him. He truly is warm and welcoming and will help you with any kind of design concepts you have or just stop by, ask questions and see his jewelry. Be sure to tune in next week because my guest next week is Liz Kantner. She's the designer consultant for JA New York show, as well as the premiere show, which will be in Las Vegas starting the end of this month, May 30th through June 3rd. And I'm really excited to be able to share her story and some of her insights that she has with the industry. Don't forget to take part in the feedback survey that I've put together. You can find a link to that in the bio of my Instagram feed, my Instagram page, and I'll also set that up on my website too, so you can access that easily, and that will entitle you to a free cheat sheet for jewelry shopping. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it, and until next time, cross-check your sparkle. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.